Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey, folks, welcome back to the podcast. I am your co-host, Cliff Schechter, here with my intrepid co-host, John Aravosis. Hey there, John. Hello. Hello. I love Hello. that voice. Um, we got a lot to talk about today, folks. As you know, Trump is always Trump, um, which really is the easiest segue into uh, an awesome guest we have today, a friend of mine. Um, that's really not why she's most important, though. Um, she got stuck being friendly with me. But um, uh, we have on Melissa Jo Peltier. Um, Melissa, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm very good. Very now, let good. Me just, I should have probably just given the intro before I even said hello, but I, it, after some of our technical difficulties, I kind of wanted to make sure you were there. Um, yes. how, <laughs> do I sound okay? Yep. You sound great. Lovely. Uh, just so, okay. just for folks to know, Melissa is a longtime, you know, producer, um, screenwriter, uh, has won two Emmy awards for documentaries she's done. Uh, she's a successful novelist, um, worked with on, let's see, on the show, The Dog Whisperer with Cesar Milan. I think you also co-wrote some books with Cesar Milan, didn't you? I co- Yes, I co-wrote all his books. Oh, it was uh, very interesting. Wow. Yes. As yes. a dog owner, well, I actually, think. Actually, no, I think he did one without me. So I call her out five of his books. Hmm. There you go. Well, see, so you covered most of them. He only got where he got because of you, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and <laughs> Well, I think so, too. But <laughs> no. and, there you go. I like it. And besides all that awesome yeah, stuff Caesar, I just said. Caesar was going to be a star with or without us. And and, and I'm glad he, he's off doing his own thing now. But but he, Caesar has that quality, that star quality. Yes. Well, you do too, because like I, I could go through the list here. You also had had a, a documentary, Scared Silent, which was hosted by Oprah Winfrey. I think people have heard of her. Um, and I, I guess we should really just get into talking about your most recent one, which uh, is pretty incredible. It's called The Game is Up, Disillusioned Trump Voters Tell Their Stories. And you are now, um, I may get this wrong, but you've won, I was going to say you're two for two. I don't know if you've been in other uh, awards, but in the City of Angels, uh, um, uh, I'm sorry, losing my mind here. Film festival, you won best documentary, and in the more recent one, what's what is it again? It's women, lady. It's, it's called the Lady Filmmakers Festival. It's a, it's 13 years old. And it's in Beverly Hills, and it's a really good festival. And we were there was some really tough competition, and we we got best feature documentary. We were so thrilled and surprised, and uh, really proud. Well, congrats! And, it's um, awesome. In fact, in fact, that festival said they, they had to, you know, ponder long and hard whether or not to screen it because uh, they get harassed just by having <laughs> the title lady filmmaker. So um, they, um, uh, you know, from both sides. I'm so sorry. And, oh, wow. you've got dogs too, which is awesome. Oh, I thought she had. I thought, <laughs> I thought she had like sound yeah, effects. Like, it was like, whoop, whoop. Get out of here. We're get a pet-friendly podcast. John's dog, Sasha. Uh, go, go, go. So Sasha will check in, so John's dog. That's funny. And if I weren't in my office these days, we have a new little kitten that's like a few weeks old that I keep putting up on Twitter. Um, and, and at some point, I'm going to start doing some of these at home so I can let uh, little Stevie come and scream and yell into the mic. But in any case, one other thing I want to bring up, because I think it's a fun story, and then I want to get to what your film is about um, and how important it is and, and the rest, is... Uh, you originally had some involvement uh, with my big fat Greek wedding, and yeah. I only bring that that up in that John, as a Greek Chicagoan, 
by ah. birth and raising. Um, got to know, I, I always forget her name, Mia Vardopoulos. Well, Mia Vardalis. We're, we're Twitter Vardalis. friends. We've spoken, but we're not buddies. I mean, I, I love Mia, but, you know, I don't want to claim credit. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but we're, so we're Twitter do buddies. you mind telling that story just for about 30 seconds? Because I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like to take credit for something I really didn't have any creative say in, ah. but my, my, I had a, a a, um, a production company for several years in hmm. Los Angeles, MPH Entertainment, and with two partners. And um, Neil was in this indie feature that my hmm. one of my partners directed and wrote and directed. And hmm. um, she told him she had a script, and he read it, and he said, you know, the next day, this is so good. Hmm. And I read it. Uh, I remember very well, because there was this little sushi restaurant I used to stop at on the way home. And hmm. I was like, people were staring at me because I was actually laughing out loud, like <laughs> right. at the script. Right. And that's really rare. If you read a lot of scripts, you, you don't, even if they're funny, you don't always laugh out loud, but right. this was really right. so good. And um, so we optioned it and ended up buying it. And then uh, Tom Hanks's company, um, Rita Wilson being, um, she's also Greek. Yep. Uh, yep. They um, decided they wanted to make it. So basically they bought it from us and we retained executive producer, co-executive producer credit on it, which happens a lot in Hollywood. Hmm. When you see, when you see like, you know, layers and layers and layers of producers, sometimes right. that's, that's, it's just about the chain of custody. <laughs> right, right. But, um, you know, we had meaningful consultation, but we really didn't need to because it was, hmm. they, they made an incredible film and the film was the most successful indie film, I think, Hmm. Ever, maybe I don't know. It may have been. But it certainly was, was up there. Yeah. Yeah, but hmm. it was. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised it was so successful because it was an amazing script, and Nia is an amazing writer and performer. And yep. and this cool. was this was her story. Right. I mean, I just brought it up. I wasn't trying to 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 say to give you the creative credit. I just think it's a fun story in general for people that you know that somebody on your team saw this script and. And had it, and that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson gave to you yeah. and bought it. That doesn't happen to most people, I think, who listen to this every day. Yeah. yeah. No, so. I mean it was it was really quite. I mean, you know, I Rita met Nia through her one woman show, which was basically the same story, but as a one woman show. And um, and she's, I think she probably went, you know, went to Tom and Gary and said, "I want to make this film," <laughs> and so they did. And they did a beautiful job of it, just a right. terrific right. job of it. And what's interesting is the script didn't change very much from the one I read. Oh, interesting. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. And it was her first script. And oh, wow. Uh, it, was ju it was just outstanding. Yeah, because it was. It was, just a, it was just kind of an adorable movie. I really, I mean, I really did enjoy the movie. Talk being Greek, it. being Greek, it was a little over the top for me at places, let's admit. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't put lamb on a spit out in your backyard when you're yes, home? Yes, we actually do. do. That, that okay. is typical for Easter. Yes. So <laughs> watch, oh, watch wow. it, Schechter. Oh, yeah. My sister, every year we have lamb on the spit. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like a lamb we caught ourselves and butchered. <laughs> but you, know, you know what's hilarious, Sean? Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like the dynamic that, they, that it gets into, and then we'll get to the, we want to get yeah. to the, the your new film, but, yeah. but the dynamic it gets into, a lot of people can see their own families in. Oh. You know, and I give as an example. Yes, like a lot my, of immigrants. Yeah. Right, well, so my wife, part of her family is sort of 
um, is Dutch and German on one side, but on the other side is Sicilian. And so hmm. the, the two parts of the family meeting, because we all know Sicily at one point was part of Greece, hmm. you know, and so the two family parts of the family, you know, meeting and being so opposite, the much more staid, waspy, you know, part and the others, like she saw so much of that in her own family. Mm. She would joke about like, you know, the plastic over the furniture was the way it was at her grandparents' house, you know, that were Sicilian and all. So and well, that wasn't it, it was everybody in the, you're not old enough. That was everybody in the late sixties, early seventies. We all had plastic on our couches when you, if you had kids, Oh no! if you had no. kids, you I didn't, mean, maybe your I, parents I no didn't this was have, supposed to take place in the nineties, John, this wasn't the sixties. Well, okay. That's a little different. Fair enough. We did not have plastic in the nineties, but in the sixties, we sure did. Your family, uh, well, your family was higher my class than mine was, Melissa Joe. <laughs> well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. No, my family did not. I think my really? mother, because her father uh, was was like a white glove kind of guy, right. and she grew up um, in a in a in Claremont, New Hampshire, with right. they didn't have plastic over the furniture. They had you know um, sheets. In, oh in well, Wisconsin okay, home. but the furniture was prote- fair enough. It was protected from the kids. I mean. Yeah, but but yeah. she was so she, she took a you know quite a rebellious tack from mm. that and she um <laughs> she mm. did not have plastic on her furniture we yeah, did yeah. not have covers on any <laughs> of our furniture and my dad my dad grew up in a, a an immigrant family and they didn't have any anything oh, on their well, furniture well. irish and and, and french canadian oh funny well oh, all right all right well so let's case. move on to your film tell us about your film okay well i had this idea way way back in 2018 because on Twitter, you know, my thought was that when Trump was elected, I mean, I really dreaded it. And I, you know, mentally predicted pretty much everything that happened. Uh, well, not everything. Yeah. It, it was much worse than I predicted. <laughs> yeah, but, um, exactly. Us too. But, we were pretty um, pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, and I had met him before, by the way, and done, mm. uh, filmed him before. But, um, yes. but uh, I just, I had this thought that, the Republicans in Congress would, you know, get fed up with him and just take care of him and just keep him in check. Right. Um, I did not foresee the Republican Party becoming a an authoritarian fascist party. I really felt that there were a lot of patriots in the Republican Congress. Right. Right. I mean, there, I I knew there were some, you know, sleaze balls who would just go with the flow, but but um, but I just I really believed that. You know, I believe there were a lot more John McCain's than there were Mitch McConnell's. And uh, I was wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. And that I have to say, that was really the most crushing thing, because I w- I've, I'm a Democrat. Uh, I'm a liberal. 
I have a progressive, very progressive heart and a, a kind of a pragmatic brain. And I never hated Republicans ever. I hated some of the stuff they did. But, you know, I grew up talking about growing up in the 60s and 70s. I grew up uh, in a, a town that was um, a mix of Republican and Democrat, Massachusetts, which is a blue state. But, um, you know, there were it was a town with, with some wealth in it. So, you know, there was some Republican leanings. And my my friends up the street, my three little girls, their mom, who was a, a surgeon, um, who was very close, we were very close, we were in and out of each other's houses. She was a staunch Republican and she was, she was defending Nixon up to the last minute. <laughs> and, um, and my mother was as far left as you can go. <laughs> and the two of them used to argue all the time, but it wasn't, it wasn't hate. It was arguing right. what they believed. And we would have, you know, my parents would have people over in the yard in the summer and, and there'd be political discussions, but nobody, nobody dehumanized anyone else. And that is, I realized, you know, how naive I was that, that, I don't know if that's coming back, but um, back to the film. So on Twitter, as this was sort of unfolding, um, you know, I, I knew who Joe Walsh was and I assumed he was just a jerk. And <laughs> I, we all did. I think he was. He was. He was a jerk. He admitted it in the film. Yep. But he, um, he, <laughs> I saw him in real time hmm. start to do what I thought all Republicans would do. Like really defending him in the beginning, but then saying, well, wait a minute. I, for example, the Harley Davidson thing, if you remember hmm. that, um, Trump sort of, I don't remember, Harley Davidson did something that pissed him off, and he... Yeah, he threatened them or something, right? He threatened them, and he was bad-mouthing them publicly, and and I, Joe tweeted something like, I really wish he wasn't going after private companies. I mean, you know, what what will we have said, we Republicans have said, if Obama went after private companies, um, and then, you know, he would, he would treat some nice things about him, and then but more and more, you'd see him tweeting uh, critical things. And, um, so you saw him getting he, like a nuanced view in real time and starting to move exactly, away. Exactly. Yeah. He was actually critically thinking based on new facts, which is something that um, I assumed people smart enough to get into Congress would do. But I guess that's not true <laughs> anymore. But he, um, he, one of the other things he said was... Um, hmm. You know, he got very angry that he was he kept bad mouthing the intelligence services. He got very upset by that. Hmm. And Joe had John was pissed about that, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, but you were a former Republican. And I think and you worked on foreign affairs. And I think a lot of people with that background. Yeah. We we remain hawkish in our own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand. And and I also have incredible respect for for the intelligence services. And and that made me very upset also. And, you know, who who wants us to trash our intelligence services more than Putin? Right. But, right. You know, but it, it just was worse and worse and worse. And then he had a, a come to Jesus moment when um, Trump was kissing up to Putin at Helsinki and basically said, well, I believe Putin over my own intelligence services. Right. And he, you know, he got so upset. He said he was throwing things across the room. And, you know, he 
went to his wife and he said, this is going to get ugly, but I can't support this guy anymore. I cannot support him. Right. Um, I think he's a traitor to the country. And after that, he lost his radio show. And, but he actually in real time, it was fascinating to watch. And he really was critically thinking. And it was like, it was like somebody coming out of the cult. And um, so I started to think of it that way as, and I happened to have studied cults for many, many years um, for a writing hmm. project that I, that I've been working on for many, many years and never finished. But, right. but I just got sort of obsessed with it and got way down the rabbit hole in the research. And um, I could just see so much cultic behavior in people that followed him and, in, in fact, in Congress. And so I talked to a guy named Steve Hassan, who is a um, uh, Ph.D. He, he also was he, – he left college to become a Mooney. And oh. he – uh, he went down, and he was—he became a very high-ranking movie. But his parents and and family got him. He he was in a car accident, and they managed to get him in the hospital and convince him to recuperate at home. And when they did that, they brought in a cult. They don't call them deprogrammers now; they call them exit counselors. Hmm. And what they do is they don't do that horrible, you know, lock you in a room thing. What they do is they gradually bring you more and more information, and ask a lot of questions and. He had a moment where it's, it's called, I think it's called snapping, hmm. where so suddenly he realized, he realized one lie and then suddenly all the other lies became clear and it was like a snap. Hmm. And I think that's sort hmm. of what happened to Joe. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.